What's wrong? I don't know why it's acting a little silly. Oh, Dodge Aaron, because you don't... <laughs> I wasn't even connected to even the internet. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jan. Me, 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 me. Oh, wow. Give me two margaritas. I'm going to open my legs. Give me three margaritas. I'm going to give you some head. Oh, who sings that? Do you not know? No. Oh, dude, I have been on so much TikTok lately. Uh, Okay. It was a a protesting woman who was a woman who was protesting about like sex. And she was like, if you give a girl one margarita, she will spread her legs. And so then someone took that soundbite and made a fucking song. Oh, so they're making fun of her. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Have you seen P for Papa's? It's no. a papa's party. <laughs> the only time on tic- I'm on TikTok is when I'm checking the the social meds, and it's usually when I'm going to bed because between the time I get up, uh-huh. I'm working or doing school, and I can't do anything else. But I'm glad that you are in my life to tell me about these things <laughs> because otherwise I would not know because Jenny doesn't watch that side of TikTok, but Jenny's on a different side of TikTok than oh, most people are. We're all on so many sides of TikTok. Tic- like. T- Tick 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 tocks. Jesus. What was Dick Tocks. Dick Tocks. <laughs> D- oh my god. Okay. okay Can we talk else? about sex? Please. Oh thank God. Okay. Please. I love to talk about sex. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh first we need to say hi to the people. <laughs> hi everybody. Hello. My name's Jaren. My name's Lars. And we are your host of Typically Divergent Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Our pronouns are he, him. I want to talk about sex. Happy Pride. Happy Happy Pride. Let's talk about... Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. Is this about Nicholas? I mean, who else am I having sex with? Well, I didn't know if it was, like, maybe, like... Playing with a little peener, oh. like, like a little masturbation, a little this, a little that. Uh, no. You never know. Um, Sex. Sex, right. Okay. Nicholas and I got a blow up pool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. It's starting. Okay. Um, and I was wondering why you told me you were in a pool. I'm like, I, bitch, where the fuck I you know, at? I know. And why am I not with you? I know. All right. So it got really hot fucking Tuesday night. No shit. I, I almost called you just to be like, I'm hot. I want to cry because it's so bad. It's, it's been bad. Yeah. And we were like committed to not turning on the AC unit. It was not even June 1st. There is no reason for the air conditioning unit to be on that early in the year. But there is because the weatherman says that it's 90 fucking five outside. (laughs) Okay. I know that. I know that. But Nicholas was like, so how long do you think we can ride it out? And I said, I don't know. Let's give it a go. I put the box fan up in the bedroom. It was looking real jank in there just trying to keep that bedroom cool. So on Wednesday, (laughs) I know, on Wednesday... Um, we wake up in the morning and Nicholas is like, Hey, what do you think about maybe getting a pool today? And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a good <laughs> sure, idea. Let's get a pool. So I start hyper-focusing on looking for a pool. We're sitting out there and it's about 20 minutes go by and he goes, so what did you have in mind for today? And I just like turned my phone over and he goes, Oh yeah. And I said, mm-hmm, let's go get one. So we went to Menards, we got a pool and I don't know, there is just something about being outside it just really gets me going. Yeah. So, oh damn, I fuck. I sorry, 
Dan and Terry. Um, so we're <laughs> maybe skip the next couple minutes. Um, we are <laughs> we are we are out there and I was getting a little turned on. And so he was like, Oh yeah, can I see it? And so I gave him a little show and he goes, I'm sitting over in the corner by the bushes. And I'm, you know, I'm teasing him. I'm I'm tugging, I'm pulling, I'm flipping it around. Cause that's what you, right. That's, what, course, you, that's yeah. what, that's what men do with dicks is we flip it around. <laughs> he goes, we're going to need to go inside. And I was like, why? I don't want to go inside. And he goes, what if John creepy neighbor, John comes over. And He'll probably like, has to join in. We're sitting out there and he goes, and if John were to come out over here, if John were to come over here, what do you think that he would say? And I said, I don't know. I just like, I I'd just be like, hi, like, I'm, I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. I am enjoying myself with my yeah. partner. And he goes, it's a great day for old Tug in the Garden, ain't it? And I was, <laughs> Nicholas. 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 So then we came inside and enjoyed ourselves on a Wednesday, all because of a pool. <laughs> when you have adult I, money, you spend money on childish things. Yes, you do. I was hoping that you had sex in the I was no, waiting for it. I was like, yeah. Yet. Not yet. Not yet. When it's dark out, you could do it. If you, if you had a privacy fence, you have to worry about it. We're going to get that privacy fence. But we talked about that while but we around, were sitting out there. Around here, though, the houses have such high ceilings. I know. That your windows are... I know. People can still see over the fence. Well, you know what? If you're if you're out there overlooking through your window, I hope you're enjoying the show. But you can have the cops called on you for public indecency. <laughs> You can't even be naked in your own home unless people like I don't people don't give a fuck. Well, most people don't care, but like I know technically I know I, I once saw a meme that was like, if you don't have a, a neighbor that stands in the a naked neighbor, then you are the naked neighbor. I'm the naked neighbor. I'm the naked neighbor. So funny. We don't want you. To, we don't. Well, I mean, I get it. You don't want us. You don't want to see anybody fucking outside and you don't want the gays. You don't want to know what the gays are doing behind the closed doors. But then you tell them that they got to go do it behind closed doors. And then you get mad because you want to know what they're doing behind closed doors. That make it so make true. sense. That is so true, though. Mm. You just hit the nail right on the head. And I've got a secret to tell you. Oh, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding this in for a really long time. I pooped my pants. <laughs> and i haven't been able to tell you when did you poop your pants because i had to tell nicholas like three weeks ago what happened well okay i thought it was gonna be worse than that i i know i really like built you up for you that did <laughs> I, I shit myself <laughs> <laughs> so um nicholas took me out on a date saturday night and he was like, what about uh, getting some ice cream and going over to Zesto's? And I was like, originally, I didn't want to go. I was like, I just ate so much food at dinner. I don't really need to be eating that. He, quote unquote, accidentally drove past the house. Right. And so now right. we're at Zesto's. And he's like, oh, what are we doing here? Look, there's an ice cream shop. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Fine. Give me a twist and a cone. <laughs> Classic daddy. Yeah. So waffle cone. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. So I get mine first. And he goes, look at that. It's vanilla and chocolate. And I was like, I have to tell you something. And he goes, Jesus, the ice cream came up. <laughs> yes. Oh, he, my God. He goes, what? And I said, I need you to get your ice cream first before I can tell you anything. And he goes, why? And you're really stressing me out. And I was like, I just, I really need you to get your ice cream. He was in such a hurry to find out what was going on that he was like, we're not even going to stay here. We're just going to go. Like, we're going to get in the car and we're going to go home. And I was like, okay, 
He missed out on ice cream because you no, pooped no, no, no. your pants. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> you had to tell him you pooped your pants. No, I. I, it's a sin. I needed to make sure he got his ice cream. Okay, and then you got in the car. And then, and then, then you the like, car. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> what an awkward ride home. No. Oh, God. No. I, I look at him before we even pull out of the parking lot, and he goes, all right, so tell me, what is it? What did you do? And I said, I pooped my pants. <laughs> and he, like, slams on the brakes before we're even leaving the parking lot. And he goes, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. He's... I, I can just see him. <laughs> I know. I can just see him my head. <laughs> and those little gears running yeah. through his head. Yeah. And he goes, all right, I've got, I've got some questions. And I said, okay, go ahead. He goes, how, when, why, where? And I said, well, it was about two weeks ago. And he goes, two weeks ago? You, you've you been holding this in for two weeks? Well, obviously, I couldn't hold something in. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I go, yeah. And he goes, so what was the incident? I said, well, I was taking Dozer outside and I realized like I had to go to the bathroom really bad. And like, you know that feeling when like your body wants to expel the turd out of you, but like you're not in a good position. So you have to hold it. And he goes, yeah. And you were probably touching cotton. And I said, well, yeah. yeah, when I was a kid, I used to not enjoy going poop while hanging out with friends because when I would step away from my friend group to go to the bathroom, I'd come back and things would be different. Like, I don't know. Like, the energy was different. Oh my God, we would. I know exactly yes, what you mean. Yes. Yes. We would like pick up what we were doing and go do something else, or somebody would magically have to go home. It's like, what? Are you too embarrassed to hang out with somebody that shits? And I said, so, like, I would have these problems when I was younger because my parents would be like, oh, Jaren got skin marks in his underwear. Again. And it was just because I was touching cotton because, like, <laughs> oh my god, we're the same person. <laughs> I know, I that know. happened to me as a kid all the time. <laughs> like, I didn't, I just didn't want to stop hanging out with my, my people, you know? Yeah. And he goes, okay, so is that what you did? And I said, well, I don't know because I know that there was an incident when I was out again, I was outside with Dozer and I had that moment and then I went inside to go to the bathroom and at that one particular time it was like really bad. But then I don't think I was actually outside with Dozer. It's just <laughs> I remember that this happened and I'm pretty sure that's kind of the same day. And so I, I went upstairs and I went to the bathroom, pulled my pants down and they were ruined. And he <laughs> he goes so two weeks ago, this happened. What time of the day? Was I home? I go, uh-huh. You were still in bed sleeping. He goes, oh. you pooped your pants and you still didn't tell me? <laughs> and I said, no. And he goes, well, what did you do with the underwear? And I said, I took him outside and threw him in the dumpster before you woke up because I was not about I was not about for you to find oh. out. Because I was so embarrassed. I would have just thrown him in with a load of laundry. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Why not? I I just mm. you just plop the turd into no, the it, toilet. It, it, well, I it wasn't it wasn't solid. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh shit is right. No pun intended. We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah, I don't right. know. I know, but when a thirty-one-year-old gay man's like, <laughs> I shit myself. <laughs> We all know what they're thinking. You think my butthole is loose. It's not. I just am a person who pooped his pants and who used to touch cotton a lot as a kid. Oh, my God. So, I know. It gets better. <laughs> oh, no. It gets better? It gets better. And so 
I had I had a, a oh my god I thought the story was over no <laughs> I had taken a gummy before we went to dinner we took yeah. one together so we're like laughing pretty hard okay <laughs> if you know anything about it <laughs> and he and I said and you know I I've been waiting to tell you this because I want to tell Lars on the podcast and I promised you that i wouldn't tell lars and the podcast people anything unless i told you first <laughs> so last week wasn't a good week to tell you i don't know why i just didn't want to tell you last week he goes okay well thank you for letting me know and i said and you know i just I just want to remind you that like i know everything's okay we're cool you know we're in this together and he goes you're right babe you didn't shit your pants we shat our pants <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, I'm talking about life. Right? <laughs> and you're talking about if one of us poops our pants and we poop our pants? He's like, well, you know, when couples are like, like no, that shit's on you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, when people are like, oh, we're expecting, it's like, because, no, you know, you're we're not doing... expecting. This bitch who's trying to pop this kid out is pregnant. Oh, my God. She's expecting something. Oh my god. You know, good for you though. <laughs> for shitting myself? <laughs> for for telling the truth. Do you feel like you have to tell people everything? The autism characteristics of my CPTSD says yes. Okay. Because if I don't say everything, then I'm withholding information, which means that like I'm like half lying because I expect people to give me the whole truth. But, but it's not any of anybody's business. I I know. Uh, that's that's the whole point. But I know Erica <laughs> once was like, you know, Jaren, it's okay to have secrets sometimes. And one time when I was younger, I'm so funny that we're saying this because I'm having a memory now. Yeah. One time I had said something and my mother goes, Jaren, is everything that has to come out to come to your mind have to come out of your mouth? Yes, it does. Know your audience, people. Yeah, you know what I mean? But let people say what they want to say. Speaking if they're about, given the if they're given the opportunity to be truthful and yeah. they, let them do it. Fuck. Speaking about knowing our audience, <laughs> hey folks, we still don't know who like all of you are. So if you could just like I don't know, just send us a little message in our emails, <laughs> something. Just be like, my name is Smoke Signal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a fucking pigeon. It's like something, dude. <laughs> like... My address is. <laughs> so yeah, that's been my week. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride. Have you shat yourself lately? <laughs> Are you going to come out of the closet this month if you have not? And if you don't, that's fine. Yeah, just um, just know this month's for you. However, if you are any of those closeted folks that go out there and spread uh, a bunch of hateful ass shit on social media, the news, politicians, <coughs> yeah, <coughs> uh, this month is not for you. This, no. is, this month is uh, was because of people like you. The turns have tabled. The, mm, <laughs> wiki, 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 wiki. Let's talk about your week. I took my first math class test, math exam, and I did well. I passed it. Great job. I got like a B minus or something. Hey, you know what? B. That is actually incredible B for me. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm gun. doing the shooting. I'm doing the guns. <laughs> your your uh, kissels. Don't get, don't make me get my kissels out. <laughs> um, the rest of my week, I've just been, I mean, working. I had my uh, an EMDR session. It was yeah. a little intense, but oh, we God. made it through. And so, 
Jenny bought me Superman ice cream. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Does anybody know what Superman ice cream flavor actually is? It's actually like a fruit. It's actually fruit. It's supposed to be like a very subtle fruit taste. Okay. But it's so really not. not. Like, no. I don't feel like it's fruity. It tastes like cereal milk. Yeah. It's good. Just like. It's my favorite ice cream. And it's beautiful. It's yeah. rainbow. Yeah, it is a pretty thing. It when I see it, I just think mm, that was like a mess <laughs> because so of good. all the different colors. Yeah, but it's it's definitely a Midwestern thing. In Michigan, it's a huge deal. Also, Blue Moon is a Midwestern thing, and that's just uh-huh. straight up blue. But it doesn't taste sweet. They tell you to drink it with an orange peel or an orange slice, and I'm like, it doesn't help. Are you talking about the beer? Yeah, I'm talking about ice cream. <laughs> There is an ice cream that's blue. That's called Blue Moon. Personality personality test. If you have a substance abuse problem (laughs) and you were also thinking the beer Blue Moon when Lars said that, then you're a Jaren. Yeah. If you were thinking about ice cream, you're a Midwestern Lars. Yes. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Dozer, if I give you your toy, will you stop sniffing? But my week has really been uneventful. Okay. Nothing really to... Not really the same. Let's talk about mental health because I got to pee. All right. On a scale of one to ten, where are you at? I am at a seven or an eight. I'm good. I feel great. And at the same time, I've been trying to feel a lot of emotions lately. Yeah. And I feel like I could cry at the drop of a hat just because it's an emotion that needs to be released, not because I'm sad. Yeah. But I, that's a good thing because I've been talking to Erica about trying to tap into that stuff. Yeah. And she's like, sometimes you just got to sit and feel it and then it'll come out. And she was right. Yeah. We talked about that at my session. Really? When I feel anything other than happiness, mm-hmm. I shut it out. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm completely block it out. I'm like, I'm, I just like tense up and I don't feel it. Oh, it's hard for me to so feel bad. sometimes. Yeah. It's because of trauma i know being a child and the home that i grew up in but if it's not happiness joy or excitement i am i somehow relate it to anxiety so if it's like if i don't have something keeping me busy or keeping me keeping a dump of dopamine going through my system Mm -hmm. whatever that other feeling is automatically it's related to anxiety so how's your mental health (laughs) i'm at a seven too okay yeah seven's a good number these days yeah I'm, i'm i've been living there for a couple weeks Sometimes I, I, I'm getting to an eight and then something fucks it up. When I hit like <laughs> nine and 10, I'm like, oh, this is mania. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, this is not going to last forever. No, but I sure do love to feel that. Right. God does it feel good. You're like on top of the world. Superman. Mm-hmm. Super, Superman ice cream. Superman. Mm. So this is our first Pride Month episode of this podcast ever. I know. And uh, I, w- I was like, kind of like panic, like not panicking, but I was like anxious because I was like, oh, we're having Pride Month and it is like Wednesday and we don't have an episode that comes out for another five days. Like we got to let the people know it's I Pride know. Month. Yes. If you didn't know that it's Pride Month, hey, guess what? It's Pride it's Month. It's Pride Month. I don't think any of our listeners are like, mm, what does that mean? We're going to tell you, not never, today. You never know. <laughs> but it happened on June 29th, fifty. Three years ago. Yeah. It wasn't a pride. It was a riot. However, we're not going to dive into pride history, specifically what happened uh, 50 some years ago. We're going to do 
a little something like uh, what Heather and I did for Black History Month, which is uh, we're going to talk about some hidden figures. Yeah. In the pride community. Yeah. The pride community. The gay community. The queers. The queers. The transsexuals. <laughs> the Jews and the homosexuals. If you know what that movie is from, we're friends. Currently, there is a lot of like take the rainbow back take back the rainbow because like the extremist christian somehow a rainbow was originally used for them yes do you know how do you know why (laughs) because when god flooded the earth and gave noah yeah gave noah the rainbow let him know he'd never never flood the earth earth again again. well guess what people global climate change is real (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's going to happen again but if anybody wants to know what the colors of the rainbow pride flag represent i'm going to tell you really quick so the original eight colors were hot pink red orange yellow green turquoise indigo and violet not the traditional roy g biff hot pink was for sex red for life orange for healing yellow for sunlight green for nature turquoise for magic and art and indigo for serenity and violet for spirit so if the christians want my sex life healing sunlight turquoise oh, <laughs> they want my turquoise <laughs> if they want my nature magic and art and spirit and serenity come get it fucking i'm gonna blow it up not actually like, what like, about that is so offensive i don't know i mean i know the answer to that but this just blows my mind <sighs> i know it's 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 so sad because it's like you're freaking out over literally the spectrum of light that the human eye can see it's about the symbolism they don't like it well you know, you've got you've got kids clothes with rainbows on them and people are like ah there's a rainbows on a kid's clothes a yeah. child loves colors a child loves colors children love colors yes it does not have to be a sexual thing it's just colors this is colors and when i'm talking sexual i am not talking about actual anal vaginal oral (laughs) penetration i am talking about you you see that color and you associate it gets associated with like sodomy and Mm -hmm. like the devil yeah the devil and that is that's awfully yes. that's awfully unfortunate for you because when I see a cross, I see what y'all sacrificed Jesus Christ on. Not even Christians; it mm-hmm. was the Jews, right? And then mm-hmm. Christian Christianity came about following Jesus. And some of y'all need to remember who Jesus was. He was hanging out with people everybody. Like yeah, not people like y'all. Yeah, but, that, but that's fine. You can carry the crucifix, which you killed him on, on your neck. <laughs> And you can put it on your car, and you can put it on a flag, and you can put it on your house, you can put it on your body. That's none of my business. Right. I feel the same way, especially the Jesus fish. Every time I see that, I'm just like, ooh, you really Christian. Ooh, you real Christian. Like, you really get up in there. When did you know that you were not? Cis. Yeah. Straight. Yeah. I knew that there was something different about me when I was five. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us can. Uh, these are literally the exact same yeah, words out of my mouth. Right. I think a lot of us can understand where I'm coming from with that. When I became a teenager, I was in high school. I started to become close to a friend. Mm-hmm. That is when I knew that this wasn't something that was going away. It was still here. It was still present. Mm-hmm. My feelings towards the opposite sex when i came out as a lesbian quote unquote lesbian Uh there was still something different about me 
I didn't identify with women. Okay. I didn't know how. I didn't feel right okay. when I did. I would go through stages from like middle school and high school where I would be very, very feminine looking. Mm-hmm. I would always levitate towards androgyny. Okay. I just felt more comfortable. Again, like there was just things that just puzzle pieces that were just kind of floating around that still needed to be put together for me. And when I was in my mid-20s, I started to hear about transgenderism. And I don't even know if that's even a word that we use anymore, transgenderism, to be trans. Okay. Um, Someone who is trans. I kind of like pushed it off and I was like, no, that can't be, that can't be it. Mm-hmm. But then I started to listen to others who were like me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so much like me. Then all of these memories from my childhood would flood back. Mm-hmm. Like me going to sleep at night and praying to wake up as a boy mm-hmm. and wanting to pee standing up and wanting to change my name because I didn't like my name. When we would go to church, having to put on a dress, I would literally lose my shit. And looking back on the relationships that I made as a child with all of these guy friends, like I would connect better with guys. And that doesn't mean that you're trans. It doesn't really right, mean anything. Right, because I connect really well with women and that doesn't yeah. mean that I am trans. Right, but it, I felt a community with them because I felt like I was comfortable around them because I and I levitated towards them because I wanted to be like them. Yeah. But not be like them as in like they influenced you, just you wanted to go through the journey that they were going through because it felt like it was right for you. Yes. Okay. And every time we would like play make believe as a child, I would never want to be a girl. I always wanted to be the wife, but that's because I always just wanted to be married to a man. Right. That or a dog because I didn't want any responsibility. Right. And I think that we get caught up on like those different situations, but those are just how our mind works as we're processing through as children and imagination. Yeah. And I would net like, I would never want to be a girl ever. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I enjoy having a penis. Yeah. I mean, like when I was like, when we would play make believe, I would, I would just, Oh, I would just be like, literally like, yeah, I like having a penis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember that video? Uh, It was, I'm sure it was viral, but of like this little girl who got upset because she was like, what is that? And their mom and dad was like, that's a willy. And she's like, I want a willy. <gasps> I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. I yeah. think about that video all the time. Mm-hmm. When uh, people start to, when people talk about when they knew that they were different, 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 different. Um, but yeah, in a roundabout way, like I've known since I was very little, five years old and then it just is kind of a metamorphosis yeah something just kind of like sparks and i don't again i don't think any of our listeners out there would think that i am like predatory by any means but it's not like i was thinking about sex at five years old i didn't know what sex was it was just hmm i really like this boy and not in a way that like i want to be friends with him just it's an intimate on a level and yeah on an intimate level and it and i think it's just our body's natural way just like a cis or just a straight person of developing an attraction of a developing an attraction it has nothing to do with sex it's just about the intimate 
part of it. Yeah, it's just the it's just the chemistry mm-hmm. running through your veins. Yeah, yeah. What Actually, about you? I'll have to I'll have to pull up that photo. Well, I was in kindergarten, and mm-hmm. I liked that boy, and I have uh, the class photo, and I took a thumbtack because it was on the a wall in one of the houses that we lived in. And I like took a thumbtack and like poked his face out because I was mad at him because for the way that I was feeling about him. Oh my God. I know. And then, so as I got older, um, still in private school, um, we're talking about gay stuff and like what it means to be a homosexual before we're having the sex ed talk. I was being told like, hey, you know, like this is bad and da 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 and I was like, that might be me. And then countless nights praying, please don't make me gay. I want to be straight, you know. Yeah. But then I'd be like, but I made in your image and I'm perfect. But right. like, why do I feel this way? And like I can pray this away. You can't pray it away. And then um just at some point, like kids kids would be like, Oh, like Jaren's gay. Jaren is this and it's like, I don't even know who I am yet. So why is it what, how is it fair for bullies to like tell you who you are? And I'm not saying that like I got bullied into being gay, just mm-hmm. there, it was like they could see it. And then at some point it was just like, fuck it. And then I stopped believing in the religion that I was following because it was like, you're obviously not giving me the answers that I need mm-hmm. or the help that I, I want. Yeah. So I turned my back on religion. That's when I started to turn my back on uh, faith. When you told your parents, were they... No, it was not good. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Um, we will talk about our coming out stories on my birthday. October 11th is National Coming Out Day. And we will talk about, we'll do coming out stories then. Okay. But we're not going to talk about it today. Okay. I wanted the people to know. Yeah. So. Sounds Gucci. Happy. <laughs> Goodwill at best, my bra. <laughs> happy Pride Month, everybody. So Lars is going to be teaching us some educamications he's gonna learn us something oh yeah oh oh yeah oh yeah i think when you spoke on highlighting some people who are maybe forgotten or who were a little bit hidden Mm -hmm. individuals in our community our queer community i really liked i really liked that okay good. and i think that it's important to talk about those things because we only are taught such a little percent of history in general and when you have queer history involved in that obviously it's like there's nothing out there Mm -hmm. at least for the mainstream to like actually like see Mm -hmm. you kind of have to like really filter through Mm -hmm. a lot to like find those stories and those Mm -hmm. hidden stories and there's only a handful of people who i feel are really trying to educate the world on that Mm -hmm on anything that's queer history. Mm-hmm. So unless you're really actively finding it, you're like, it's just not there. Yeah. Or that in, so like a, and a reason of a reason for that is because of the AIDS epidemic and we lost so much history mm-hmm. to AIDS. And that's why we're going to be talking about people who have been forgotten about. So today we are learning about Harrison post and his story has actually popped up on TikTok. Okay. I don't know if it's been how recent it's been, but that was very, very interesting to me with his story and what kind of a person that he was and his life and how it 
how it transpired. Mm-hmm. So Harrison um, was a queer Hollywood socialite who was known as like the great Gatsby of his time. Most of us have never heard of him, but his story has come to light with the recent release of the book, the twilight man by Liz Brown. So the author Liz Brown and Poe share a unique connection. Okay. A man named William Andrews Clark jr. I feel like I've heard of him before. He is from a very prominent family. Okay. The Clark family. Oh Um, yeah. Not, Lewis and Clark. And you better believe I tried to link him there. Did you? Yes, I tried to, but I couldn't link him. Liz lifts the veil of the true and tragic tale of his great uncle, of her great uncle and his partner, Harrison Post. So the short story shines a light on their private relationship and the harsh realities queer people in the early 19th century lived through. Like I said, Liz Brown, she was at her uncle's estate one year and i read a little bit of foreword from her book Mm -hmm. and she was in his 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 estate and she was looking through his belongings and she found letters and pictures of harrison post (gasps) i love when they find letters and photos i know and so these items that she found really sparked an interest in trying to find out more like who was he because clearly he was very important to her uncle and that they were in a a very romantic relationship and it was more than just being friends and the uncle her uncle hadn't been like shut out by any means right no okay but her uncle as i as i'll get into was very was a very quiet man he came from a very wealthy family but he himself was more of the one that was always very quiet and very hidden which is a trait yeah that we see now right you know so because the less attention you bring to yourself then the less people are going to know about you right but that's why we got to be proud and out out loud and proud y'all because we need to break that that cycle so harrison post was actually that's not his real name um he was born (laughs) he was born albert wise harrison he was um from montana um, as a young man, he moved to San Francisco, California, and worked as a clerk in an upscale boutique. This boutique catered, catered to many rich and powerful men, and that's where he met Clark in 1919. Ooh, steamy. So, like, there has been TikToks that call him, like, the sugar baby that I've heard. <gasps> and, like, he was very, um, just like a socialite, like, kind of like the Kardashians, almost. Like, mm. people who have a very big presence who are not necessarily themselves wealthy yeah but they are around a lot are around a lot of like really attractive powerful rich wealthy people okay um and that's what gives them their famous like status is because they're around these people and they have something to offer those people Mm, six (laughs) and some some other things too so a little bit about clark um again he was the son of senator william a clark who was the one of the copper kings of montana okay this is where a lot of their wealth comes from because they were um, at, like they own nearly all like nearly half of the red ductile metal in the country. He um, Clark. So we're not talking about his father anymore. Um, we're actually talking about Clark. He helped found um, he actually founded the Los Angeles Philharmonic and he helped establish the Hollywood Bowl. He also played the violin and loved to collect books. So like, you're, we're starting to see like he was very artistic. He was a very artistic person and loved the arts. Yeah. Um, kind of like a philanthropist almost. I want to play a string instrument so bad. I think it's oh, so Like beautiful. the cello so you can straddle it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Happy pride. Happy pride. Uh, <laughs> straddle that cello. 
So after that encounter, they became very close and eventually lived together. Okay. Right before Ooh, the they premiere. Were roommates. Wait, they were just roomies. Come on. Whatever. Because the sugar baby isn't going to tie himself down to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> He's got money to come in, honey. Um, right before the premiere of the LA Philharmonic, Post joined him in Los Angeles. He, um, they hosted parties together. They brought property. They brought bought property together, and they traveled together. Aww. So they were always together. Aww, um, I love that. Eventually, Ho- or Post would be living with him, like I said, and they would like he became like he finally he got this is where he got his elite status is like having like servants being able to have like famous friends like Ala Nazamavo, Ooh. Carol Lombard. Um, I know that name. And Greta Garbo. Um, they had a villa in West Adams, a beachfront mansion on the swanky Gold Coast, and a 13-anchor estate in the Pacific <gasps> Palisades. 13 anchors? Dude. Do you know what I could do with 13 anchors? No kidding. I could have so much outdoor sex. <laughs> yes! Pools! <laughs> yeah. I could, I could fit... That baby could fit so many fucking inflatable pools. Right? Damn. <laughs> Everything that we've heard, like, they were a couple, right? I mean, it sounds like Like, it. they sound like a couple. Yeah. Right? They sound like me and Nicholas. But not really. Oh. So, the section, section 286 of the California Penal Code, or engaging in sodomy, carried a penalty of five years in prison. Okay. Even a misdemeanor of charge of conspiracy, even to conspire to commit this act. So if they think that you are gay. Yes. Even if there's a slight inclination that you are queer. And 1919. 1919. I mean, am I surprised? No, I just, I feel like at the turn of the century at 1900s, it was like not as big of a deal to be gay. And then like somewhere between like 1920 and like the 50s is when it became like a bad thing and then it became like an okay thing in the 50s 60s 70s and 80s and okay yeah the victorian age is when it we started so it's almost like boomers and and millennials okay it's where like the the late 1800s so the victorian age oh like at the beginning of the turn of the century yeah there was a lot of um there was a shift okay so there was a more of a acceptance of queer culture uh and then you get a little bit of in the early like 1900s hmm. but then it just like boom something happens so it's like this weird like ebb and flow that we're yeah, seeing in history that we're seeing it's now like, it's okay it's not okay yeah. it's okay it's not okay all right yeah which we could we can get into more of that too oh for yeah our queer history month or pride month it's all it's all pride it's all pride. <laughs> it's be, all pride be proud um Something that is really interesting, um, again, with the conspiracy to commit acts under yeah. the penal code, it says it says that acts tending to lower the morals of the community. Isn't that sick? So, like, your homosexuality is going to ruin the reputation of... Of, of the community. And it's breaking the morals of the, the fabric morals of the, of the nation that we hear all the time. Or your community or your whatever. Whatever. <laughs> No kidding, dude. Like, I wish we were on camera just for people to see that. Um, <laughs> so, again, like, prison time, public ruin, because your reputation would be fucking fried. Right. So, to negate some of this, to protect themselves, every so often Harrison would romantically link himself in the press with the scarlet. So, like, a tactic that would keep the rumors off of him. She was his beard. Yeah, so, like, 
his friends or people who were famous Mm -hmm. would be tied with him to be in a romantic relationship, kind of like what we see now in tabloids to keep the pressure and the heat off of him. Okay. And which would also take the heat off of William. Also, they were like 20 years apart. Damn sugar baby. (laughs) I like when they can access their 401k. Right. (laughs) God, it's people some, some money 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 matters okay money matters okay that's a coupon book that comes in the <laughs> mail every wednesday so in march we're gonna scoop ahead a little bit so in march of 1934 harrison experienced a mental health crisis like we all do as a gay as gay people as queer people <laughs> that's another thing we all have in common <laughs> i'm not trying to make light of the situation i'm just saying like honestly like we left it's cope. just hap. it just it's the way it is yeah because how could you not when you have Something that is true to yourself that you literally have to squash. And a lot of it also has to do with the community that you support your, you surround yourself with, whether that's a community that is going to support and protect you or a community that's going to drag you down. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the whole point of us to continue to work harder is so that the future generations don't have it as bad as we did. And our four mothers, fathers, sisters, and siblings and parents did that for us so that Lars and I can sit here and talk about him transitioning into being a man. Exactly. But the, for what's going on right now, we're going back to where it's going to be a problem for these kids. And so now there's going to be larger mental health crises Mm -hmm. for the next generation. If they don't already are in a community of people that support and love them. So flash forward a little bit to March of 1934. So they've been together for a long time. Okay. He experienced this mental health crisis and was sent to an asylum or a sanitarium mm-hmm. that was said to be luxurious. So it was a luxury like place, kind of like rehab. Okay. While he was there, Clark died oh. suddenly of a heart attack. So I don't know if they were like, they had to have been apart and they weren't together when they died, which so sad. makes me really sad. Well, um, so within days, Harrison had a sister named Gladys. Who Gladys. Yes, she was a half sister um, or sister in law. I have in my notes sister, but I wonder if I have that mistaken. That's okay. That's okay. I think it's a sister. Um, They petitioned the court to have him declared incompetent because of this mental health crisis that he had. Um, And was said, she was subset, subset, and she was sub, sub, how do we say this? Subsequently. Subsequently. (laughs) Jesus. And she was subsequently appointed the guardian of his estate, which totaled well more than 200000 or nearly $5.4 million today. Shut now, up. this money was from Clark. So he saved this money for him, from his from just him being just a big baller in his, the Clark dynasty. And again, Clark obviously was very mindful of like his, his health. Mm-hmm. So he put up a, a $100,000 $100, trust for Harrison. And Gladys, her last name was Crooks, which... Is funny because she's a crook. <laughs> she's she's swindled, trying to take all this money from him. that money. Um, as time went on, she claimed that this money was insufficient because he was requiring more help than what was allotted to them in cash. So, um, she moved her. She moved him to a cheaper sanitarium where a of patient course. had hanged themselves with a stocking, and so he went from this upscale luxury, like yeah place to be taken care of to like this just 
like my worst nightmare. Yeah, basically. The, the, yeah. Where people drop off, where the state drops off patients yeah. that yeah. they can't take care of anymore. There's nobody to take care of for, to care for them. Yeah. After that, they brought him back to the Palisades where she replaced, uh, she replaced his long time staff and installed a rotating squad of male nurses. He would been, he would be medicated against his will. Mm-hmm. Um, held in a com- complete physical restraint and recorded with dictaphones to be sure he wasn't conspiring to escape. The court um, required Gladys to submit expense reports and itemized details often uh, that were often unsettling. One mm-hmm. of her first purchases was barbed wire, like to keep him in and like burglary alarms. So he had a very sad life after his partner died. This story is so important to talk about because mm-hmm. some of our not only rich and wealthy people are could potentially be in queer relationships but how legislation and these bills are so important mm-hmm. and having their rights are so important because this is what can happen to people yeah i would i expected after reading that his stuff was in a trust i didn't think that they could touch it but back then that could have been completely different you know Right. I mean, we talk, we know that like women didn't have many rights as individual people um, within our parents' lifetime. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected a woman to be able to access money like that, Mm-mm. especially a man's money. Yeah. But if he wasn't married and didn't have a wife or didn't have any kids and she's technically the next of kin, I mean, I'm sure they're probably like, I mean, just, you know you have every right to be able to access this. Yeah. And it's like with when you were mentioning about how these things can happen to people, these things do happen to people in today's time. Say uh, a queer person is in the hospital and they do not have family out of their choice or they just don't have family period, but they have a partner who is of the same gender or who is also queer. And if they're not married, because if a hospital believes that they're morals are so important that they don't treat queer people they could make sure that those two people don't see each other while that person who is ill or dying is left to die in the hospital alone yeah that was always a thought in my mind what if something happens to me mm-hmm. and i i have somebody who's in my life and i'm like they're my life partner but you're not married yeah but i need them to be able to take care of me to be my power of attorney is that what it is power yes power of attorney obviously that's not going to happen because like i can get married and if my dream comes true then we're going to die of the apocalypse before i ever fucking die for anything right again like it just goes to to show just like why bills and rights and things that are being put forward need to continue to be put forward so that it doesn't have any it doesn't matter what religion you are it doesn't matter what you believe like people need to be legally taken care of. Yeah. It's interesting too, to hear about such a a time period in which we have these expectations of them just being so like, everybody was straight. Everybody was Mm -hmm. married. Everybody had just this one life, but like Clark had like a a secret life. Mm -hmm. He had had children, you know? So like the, he did have kids. Yeah. Like the human condition that not everything is black and white. There's so much gray in the world. When it comes to the human experience and what people experience, they truly experience. And we're all kind of like collectively experiencing the same thing, just in different viewpoints. We could really go down a a dark rabbit hole with that one Mm -hmm. because there are so many things that like people will do across the globe. Like, oh my God, why did I, why was I afraid to go poop 
when I was hanging out with my friends because I didn't want to, I didn't want the energy to change. And Lars here, uh, thousands of miles, not thousands, up to a thousand and a half miles away from me. It was also the experiencing the same thing. Yeah. Or uh, the one that I was thinking of today was putting my arm out the window and like catching the air of the car. Like I'm soaring as a bird. Right. Like why, why do we all do that? Why do most queer yeah. people at an early age realize that something is different with them? And that's what they always say. Yeah. I knew something was different at this age. Because it wasn't the normal. It wasn't, or looked at as normal. It wasn't what you were taught that was the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. And also, anytime I hear people so talk about it wasn't like that back then, you can eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. Like it, you people weren't good <laughs> back then. What the fuck are you talking about? Have you not read about ancient Greece? You fucking idiot. <laughs> like, my, or even Egypt. Like, come my, on. One of my newer... Well, because they weren't taught in American education that <laughs> queer people existed. I know, but like they just... They're under this... I'm, I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna get off my my soapbox. No, pop off. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even remember what I was gonna say. I'm just so freaking irritated. <laughs> Trans people, queer people, we have always existed. It's just a matter of how much of us are you going to see. Yeah. We're if you don't give us a say, if you don't give us, if you don't allow us to have a bar or an establishment for us to hang out, we will find ways to hang out with each other in dark corners. Mm-hmm underground and you'll never know about it because just you're because not part of you it. don't believe in it doesn't mean it doesn't exist just because you think something is wrong doesn't mean it doesn't exist okay yes because just because i don't believe <laughs> that certain gods or religions are true does not mean that for somebody else in their world it's true for them but it's just the person in that world is um, imposing in on my life and saying that what I'm doing is against their religion mm -hmm. and somehow I now have to conform, we have to conform to mm -hmm. do what they want us to do to make themselves feel comfortable. And the reason why they're uncomfortable is because y'all fucking jealous. And I think that there is a, what word am I looking for? There is a natural order of what ethics is in the human experience mm -hmm. and it doesn't always come from a biblical or religious text it is a natural humanistic mm -hmm. it's just a natural way of how we treat each other and what is good and what is wrong and i think that you you literally cannot tell somebody that what they're feeling is not right right that is literally unacceptable and you can't love god and hate on people at the same time like you cannot tell a gay couple that they're what they feel is not love no matter what you like no matter what religious belief you have behind you what i'm trying to say is like as a human being mm. you cannot say that like you like you literally cannot say that i know you can say it it, it but it's not true it's there, literally it's not true you you're right you're right you you can say it but um just because you say it does not make what you're saying to be true Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. Everybody should YouTube that that anchor that that beautiful, amazing babe anchor that just went off on the Christians. Remember, she was like, "I don't care that you're not that I'm that you're Christian. I'm not a Christian." And she just goes, "Go." She says, "Oh, I love her, babe anchor." Is that her name? No, she's just a beautiful blonde bombshell. She's beautiful. 
She just went off, dude. Pop off, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Gay guys gotta stop calling women bitches because it just makes it okay for straight white men to call them bitches. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> that reminds me, I almost texted Jen today and I was like, hey, bitch, just want to say hi, love you. <laughs> <laughs> she would have loved that. <sighs> Damn. But I also want to shout out to some of the Christian organizations. Oh, okay. I, I don't have any in particular. Like, oh. I know that um, in the in our community, we do have churches that are open and affirming and do not preach against homosexuality. There's Plymouth. Um, I think <laughs> that's really all that I know. I know that there's a United Church in Christ. Anyway, but there are churches out there that are trying to break that cycle. So yes, same, understand, I get it, I've spoken with them, but what it all comes down to is the fact that I don't trust that you are just making this accommodation because you want my money. Yeah. And you're still trying to, like, Jehovah's Witness convert me in some way. <laughs> like, I'll get my point, to, I'll get another point to go to heaven if I talk to you about our dear Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. But it does take a lot of balls to publicly stand. You're right. It does because you're separating yourself from the other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, how Target is. Fuck Target. Well, yeah. I mean, the only reason why Target Pride Collection exists is because there was an issue with Target 10 plus years ago. They were very anti-gay. And then they were like, oh, well, we're going to backtrack. And now we're going to start holding on. We're going to start carrying Pride Collection every year because we still want your money because Oh my God, you know, the gays have money and not mm -hmm. only do the gays have money, but the gays don't have kids to spend their money on kids. So that's no wonder why you want my fucking money. Yeah. I say this and I also bought into, I, I bought some of the clothes from the collection this year before they started pulling stuff from the racks. But um, we know it's just because you're just trying to appease the bigots and you're, you're to be, we don't want allies anymore. We need accomplices an mm -hmm. accomplice is going to lie when they are questioned about what you were doing an ally is going to be like yeah support ya i won't eat at chick-fil-a once a month right right there is a there is a huge difference between people to stand on our side in front of us not behind us cheering us on mm -hmm. right and um fuck i don't even know where i was going with this <laughs> Same. That's my whole brain right now. <laughs> I have so much thoughts about just all of this shit, and I'm just like mashed potatoes. M mashed potato, mashed potato, <laughs> mashed potato, mashed potato. Uh, so yeah, please don't be an ally. Be an accomplice. An accomplice. <laughs> Help us out. <laughs> if you're dating somebody, if you're like, yeah, ally. And then, like, you vote for Republican. Honestly, at this point, there is not a single Republican out there because of how split democracy has become. There is not a single de uh, Republican out there that does not stand for our rights. And if somebody yeah. out there knows of a Republican politician that's like, oh, I love the gays, please let me know. Because I also know <laughs> of Democratic politicians who are like, I love the gays. But then they don't. They don't follow up with that. Yeah, they don't vote. No. The right votes. Yeah, no. they don't. People are start campaigning as one particular side, and then once they get in there and they start getting some money, then they immediately flip, and they're like, oh, actually, you know what? I'm a Republican now. Yeah. So, fuck off. Oh, that's right. You can't be an ally if you are with somebody, or you are somebody who votes for red. Yeah. 
and that's no, the that, tea. That makes you an ally. That does not make you an accomplice. And that's the tea. That's the tea this week, guys. <laughs> <sighs> so we're going to be doing a bunch of gay shit this month. Um, obviously, <laughs> we had to do a little Hidden Figures episode and talk about me pooping my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next week we are going to talk about some more gay shit and if you got gay shit you want us to talk about send it to us at typicallydivergentpod pod at gmail.com our link tree for all of our social media stuff our tiktok our instagram our facebook that is all in the episode's description and even if you just want to email us just be like hey I don't like what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> fucking say it fucking let us know because I'm just shitting into a void right now but people over in the UK and the Europe area and people over in Belgium. Hey, hi. what's up? I love that you guys download our episodes within the first hour that they are out. Thank you so much. Aww, yes. Well, they're also many hours ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> True. So True. I, you guys are our, our, our biggest demographic. That's interesting. I know. Isn't it? I love it. Are you listening to us because we're a dumpster fire? <laughs> <laughs> they want to they want to know more about really what's going on well i want to know more about what's going on in your world because you guys ha- seem to have like a really pretty life anyway i would like to know so send it in yeah send it in if you have a discussion topic you want us to talk about send it in do you have anything else you want to part with i just want to make sure everybody stays safe yeah please be safe this year um physically and emotionally physically emotionally spiritually this because this month like it's a it's a really great way to celebrate who we are, but there's going to be some snakes. There's going to be a lot of snakes. Yeah, so please just be mindful. And not the Taylor Swift snakes. No. So just please be mindful Yeah. of your surroundings, who you are with. Um, if you need to be away from your family, that's okay. Yep. If they're toxic. Yep. And any slightly minor inconvenience that happens in your day, just drop this phrase right in the middle of Pride Month. Are you kidding me? Right in the middle of Pride Month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I treat s- yourself. Ooh, treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. Do things that make you happy. Yeah, support a gay podcast. Right. Um, reach out to your queer peers if you're able. Ask them how they're doing. Do you want to add anything to that? Uh, get loud, get proud. Yes. Stay queer. Secrets book. <laughs> anyway, thanks for hanging out with us this week, you guys. We love you so much. And, I love you as well. And you can just, you know, come see you Monday. Bye. Bye.